What's up, everybody? Richard from True Shot here, and thank you for tuning in to the 18th episode of the True Shot Guest Spot Podcast. And on today's show, we have the vocalist for the band Degrader, Mr. Liam Geary. And not only is Liam on the podcast, but this is the first guest that I've had that is local to where I live in New Hampshire. Liam is from Massachusetts, so this is the first ever guest we've had on the podcast that's from our neck of the woods, and I'm very excited to talk to him uh, in this episode because I finally got to talk to him about some of the local stuff that's going on, but I also talked to him about Degrader because uh, they've been kind of quiet lately, so I'm looking, I, I wanted to know what was going on, and we also talked about how I first met Liam, which is when he was filling in for Extortionist on a tour that True Shot opened for. Hope you enjoy the podcast, and without further ado, here is Liam Geary from Degrader. Liam Gary, what's up, man? Welcome to, uh, I believe this is like the 18th or 19th episode of uh, the True Shot Guest Spot. I'm not keeping track, but uh, what's up, man? How you doing? What's up, Rich? Thank you for having me, dude. I'm chilling. Funny because both 18 and 19 are my lucky numbers, so... Let's rock. Well, I mean, you're definitely one of them. I know that. So <laughs> there you go. go, man. Dude, I'm I'm pumped to talk to you. Uh, I mean, because I don't think we've 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 talked a little bit here and there. Because for those of you that are are watching or listening that aren't really familiar, Liam and I are from the same neck of the woods. We're both from New England. Uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, Liam, just in case? I mean, obviously, people watching this will probably have a decent idea of who you are, but uh, just in case. Right. Well, uh, I'm Liam Geary, and uh, I sing for a band called Degrader, uh, based out of Boston, Massachusetts. I've known Rich for a while. We've been homies, internet friends. But uh, yeah, like you said, really only uh, had short conversations in passing when we met at shows and stuff. So this is like our first time to really like dig deep and you know get yeah. into the conversation. Yeah, and I think you're the first person I've had on that's really kind of like uh, like local to me. You know, I've had on uh, some Where other people. Where in Mass are you? What's that? Are you in Massachusetts? Uh, I'm in, I'm in uh, New Hampshire, but I'm in Seabrook. Uh, I'm in Seabrook, so I'm like right on the uh, Salisbury Mass line. So I'm like okay, like word. like two minutes away. But uh, okay. yeah, yeah, no, man, you're like the first local person I've had on. Uh, so I'm pumped to talk to you because we can kind of talk about a little bit of like the local stuff going on, and because I sure. I've, I've I, I like I like talking about that stuff outside of my uh, echo chamber of True Shot, you know. So. Uh, <laughs> It's pretty cool to get other people's perspectives, but yeah, man, no, like you said, I think uh, you, I, the first time I ever, I think I spoke to you, you might not even remember this because we've played together, but not with Degrader. Uh, you were with. Dude, no, I do know. This is. It was when I was filling in for extortions at the bungalow. Correct. The first time we met. You didn't yeah. really have much of a beard back then. The yeah, I've it. I've always had a beard, but di- different different lengths. Yeah. Short. Yeah. 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 Short yeah. Back yeah I've I've had it bigger than this too. I'm trying to find like that that one good length. You know what I'm saying? And True Shot played that show. Yeah, we we yeah we were. That tour uh, was weird for me, man. That's a weird tour. Yeah. It's weird to be on tour. That was the second time that I've done that where I filled in for another band. And it's such like a a unique experience because like a lot of the stressing that comes with tour, like, oh we gotta be on time, oh we gotta do this, oh we gotta do that. Yeah. It's gone. You don't have to worry about any of that because like you're literally like I was just along for the ride. Like if we were late, I was like, Oh don't matter like it didn't matter to me, you know what I mean? It it like alleviated a lot of the uh uh extra stresses that press on, especially being like 
I mean, everybody knows it's kind of like an unsaid thing that like every band has like the team captain. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like my role for my band where I take on like a lot of the bulk of responsibility. You seem to be like that guy for your band. Where you yeah, take on, I'd say so. Get the hard work done for the, for the band. And uh, so not having to deal with like all of that shit that I always <laughs> Just coasting. Like, is fucking sick, dude. Yeah, so I'll, I'll I'll start there real quick before I dive into some degrader stuff with you because uh, with extortionists, obviously, I know that they 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 uh, you know they dis not not disbanded, but they 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 went defunct for a little bit, and now they're coming making a comeback, which is pretty exciting because they're a sick band. Um, what was it like filling in for them? Uh, like, you know, like learning. I mean, I know that from one vocalist to another, I'm sure that you write the lyrics for degrader. What was mm-hmm. that like trying to learn the uh, the lyrics for another band? Dude, I actually like really struggled. There was a couple songs. Yeah, that I, was, I could like, imagine. Really familiar with the newer stuff, like the most recent record they put out. I kind of picked that up quick. Mm-hmm. So I remember, um, I like really put it off. I like really procrastinated, like learning all the songs. Yeah. And Ben, the singer of the band, he he was so professional. He sent me like a big Google Doc yeah. of like, all the lyrics and the order of the set. Oh damn! And um, and uh, my buddy Carl. Um, who was playing for guitar for uh, yeah. extortionist at the time. Yeah. He was telling me that the dude, so I didn't do the whole tour. I only did half of it. And uh, the first half, some other dude did it. And they were saying that like, he sounded exactly like Ben. He is like a clone of Ben. Uh, and I was like, that ain't, <laughs> that ain't me. That's just not my style. But right. like, so I was like kind of nervous getting into it. And I like had a lot of trouble, like remembering a, a whole new set list you know what i mean like oh yeah seven song set of words that like i didn't write and it's like all the kids like the first show i definitely like skipped a bunch of lines just because i was like oh, i cannot remember what is here but yeah. kind of like um what the band told me was like like it wasn't it was just like a new flavor of extortionist you know what i mean because i was kind of doing my thing like doing ben's thing in my own way yeah you know what I mean? so i remember being on the flight to Philadelphia for my first show, like just repeating songs in my headphones, like the whole flight there and like, just like nonstop reading these words and then like going to put a show and then like the parts that I struggled oh, with. And I'm like, Oh, I do not know this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've, I've never done anything like that, but I mean, it, it's, I, I can only imagine it's a, it's a totally different animal, you know, listen to it on headphones versus you're up on stage with people looking Dude, at you is. and you're like, and you not only do you remember the words, we have to remember how they're enunciated exactly. and everything exactly. and like the tempo of it, that, that to me would F me up. It, I would, it was super difficult. And like I said, I've filled in for other bands before. Like I did a tour with Varials and I played guitar for them. Yeah. That, that was not nearly as hard. Like learning, like learning songs on guitar. Yeah. Like, I don't know something about it. Like guitar is more like mathematical. To yeah. Me, it's like two plus two is four, you know what right. I mean? So it's like there's rules, but like when you're singing, the rules go out the window, you know, everybody's got their own thing going. So, but it was fun. I, you know, every show we got a little better. We got a little more dialed in. Yeah. And uh, going on that tour with Extortionists actually led. Um, so when they broke up. Yeah. Uh, Carl he, joined uh, Degrader, right? Carl joined Degrader. It's kind yeah. of a crazy series of events. So we played, last year we played uh, South by So What Fest in Texas. Yep. And our guitarist at the time, like, couldn't make it out uh, because they had prior obligations, and we were just, like, there, and we were like, we need to figure this out, like, <laughs> we're here. <laughs> and 
his source is playing South by So What the day after us, but they were going to be there. And I hit up Carl. I was like, dude, I need you to learn like six songs by tomorrow. <laughs> and he, dude, he crushed it. He learned it. Uh, when we were assigned to stay sick, uh, they had like an Airbnb. So me and Jay were staying there. And the extortion students like, came through. And I remember like me and Carl just like dialed in. I taught him everything. And like one night we played the set. He crushed it, and then like very shortly after that, Extortionists finished their tour, and then they went on their hiatus. Right. And Carl was a free agent, so I was like, "Yep." You signed him, locked him yeah, up, ten, ten year contract, baby. Right, right. Uh, so okay, I, you 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 threw an award there that I can't just gloss over. You said when we were signed to Stay Sick, because obviously I know Stay Sick isn't you know it's Modern Empire now. So do you right. mean do you mean that you're just with Modern Empire? Or are you just are you are you guys free agents? No, we are with Modern Empire. Okay, um, okay. Which, you know, the guys that are running the show over there are super cool. They take wicked good care of us um, as far as, like, all that space sick mess. That it really doesn't concern us because we're just, you know, it's business right. to us. And um, as far as, like, contracts go, you can't always, like, con- you just can't always control, like, outside influence. Right. You know what I mean? And so we're happy with how we're being taken care of. It was a no-brainer to, to keep that relationship going. Um and you know they did the uh, the two song the two song single that we put out earlier this year right. and that went extremely well so it was really a no brainer for us to keep that going with them uh, yeah no Kendall Kendall from uh, Dead Crown we, I had him on a while ago because he does a lot of design stuff for us <laughs> but uh, yeah he spoke very highly of everybody over there like everything's just very fair there's no like there's no trickery going on to try to screw you out of money or anything super upfront dude because i mean i can be pretty pretty honest and say that like our last record like didn't do as well as i was hoping and i'm sure as the label really yeah but you know despite that they like saw the potential in us and they were like let's keep growing and and really i think what's important about that label is all the bands that are signed like they're really invested in developing the artists rather than like making a quick buck which i feel like a lot of smaller labels do where they just like sign a lot of bands and And just hope to see what works well yeah exactly i don't feel i don't feel that way you know what i mean i feel like the people working over there are really invested in degrader and and want to see where you know this ends up in the long run well i would say yeah no because i would say that i can tell that i think the guys over at modern empire that i can tell that they like the bands because i'm not saying that all you guys sound the same i would never say that but you guys have like that sound you know what i'm saying like that for sure, that, it's like one of the more notable like metalcore labels. You right. Know what I mean? There's exactly. not a lot of label like bigger labels that kind of sign all metalcore. Or, yeah, I mean like Sharp Tone is one, but they've they've kind of branched out a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. But they kind of had the like Christcore thing going on for a little bit too, where they were like <laughs> sign a lot of like. Oh no, I'm thinking of you're thinking of, Solid, thinking of State. Solid State. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not, sharp tones with like Polaris and Currents and Amur yeah, and bands. They have like, a lot of good. They have a lot of good metalcore bands. Yeah, and but then like Pyranoise is like the one for like the more like hardcore influence. Yeah, like bands. a like a knocked loose or something yeah, like or that. Like yeah, like behinds. Yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting. Yeah, like metallic type. I love that shit, dude. Yeah, no, I do too. I mean, that's why uh, with with our songs, we've kind of done a few different things. But like our our, our track that we did, Paradigm, I was like, I kind of want to have like that kind of like that. Yeah, hey, you guys had some of those like yeah, elements yeah, 
Uh, yeah, I, I wanted some of that stuff because, like, uh, you know, obviously, uh, I don't know how much we can talk about this band anymore, but I was a big fan of Dealer, you know, when they were yeah, when they were sure. around. That's the last time I saw you, actually. Uh, it was, dude. Yeah. I, I, to go see, I didn't even get to see their set. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. Um, I, I, if, I, if I'm being honest, you know, I think that I'll just say this, that those Dealer songs – just listening to them are hard to replicate live from a vocal performance. I'll, I'll put it that so? way. Uh, yeah, I thought so. I mean, just from listening to it, uh, I mean, it's very fast. But, uh, yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, no, I was there because at the time, uh, you know, uh, we had Aiden uh, featured on a track and I was trying to get my stuff from him because I just couldn't, because like they were, you know, they were touring and, it took a little while to get it, and then he had it, but it was on like a drive, and I'm just like, oh my god! So it, it's it, always something, isn't it, it, dude. Mean, it was, it was, it was, it was. Like that. <laughs> it's quite the tale, but yeah, but now you know it's too bad. But you know, anyways, we'll we'll we'll, we'll gloss. It is what it is. Yeah, we'll gloss I mean. over that. Uh, but yeah, man. No, like I said, I, I'm stoked to have you on because you're you're a fair, you're a local guy. We've never, like I said, we've never played with you know a true shot and degrade or show. But like no, I but said, we will. We, <laughs> but we will. We, we will. will. Dude, we I'm will. telling you. I mean, I know this is this is technically your show, but I just want to quickly say for the people listening out there, true shots next track. I'm just telling you right now, it's gonna blow you away. But uh, anyways, now, but dude, I gotta I gotta be honest with you though. Like I, I'm a, I'm surprised. So going back to what you said about the the album not doing as well, because I, I gotta say first and foremost, Ouroboros. I think that's how you pronounce it. I I dug yeah. that track. I like that track. I like Fang a lot off of your off of your record. I really like. I, I I think Fang is probably my favorite track uh, off of that. Um, because so looking at it now, like when when I look at like uh, you know releasing music, because we've been releasing a lot of singles. Now, yeah. what is your kind of your stance on that? The singles route versus the album route. I know that with, I, I know I that, love it. I know I that, think that. Yeah. Each different type of release serves a different purpose. Yeah. So what we're seeing, like being like super popular right now, is like bands releasing a lot of singles when they're releasing a record. Like, Fit for King just like dropped a record and they did like not the most recent one, but the one before. I think they did like six singles. Oh, they did a ton. Of, like, yeah. Yeah. But it worked. Yeah, right? oh yeah. Their Spotify numbers are crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and we're seeing uh, like a lot of influx of bands just doing smaller releases. And I think that that can be super useful. That's why we did the two track. Because we've, yeah. always, we've always done like full records, whether it was an EP or an album. Um, but we kind of, coming off the feelings that we have from the last record that we did, we were like, we need to just like do like a quick reset, and we have been kind of quiet after we dropped that record because it kind of fell. I was gonna get, I was gonna get into you about we'll get into that with you, but yeah, For go sure. ahead, keep going. So you know, coming off of those feelings, we were like, let's just let's just do what we really want to do, yeah, and keep the message like short and sweet, and just do two tracks, yeah, and like kind of evolve in these two tracks and show people like where the direction we want to take is, and then once we like kind of drop those tracks saw how they did, see how they were received, which was easily the best anything degraded related has ever been received. It was like awesome. A really good feeling. Yeah. Like, All right, now it's time to do a record. You know what I mean? So I kind of view them as different forms of expression, whereas like singles are kind of like a taste and they're like really enticing and they draw people in and they get your momentum going. Yeah. And then when you feel that you have people's attention, it's a good time to drop a record. You know what I mean? And you know, in hindsight, uh, 
I don't know if Burn You, Burn We was like meant to be the debut full length of Degrader. Uh, there was a little bit of miscommunication with a lot of the people that were working with Degrader at the time. Um, not on anybody's fault. It's just, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes you end up working with somebody and they have a different idea for your band than you do. I remember when we signed to Stay Sick. Let's just get into it. We'll get into Burn You, Burn We. This is kind of yeah. like how I feel about it. Because I ahead. never really had the opportunity to talk about it like in a more public platform. But yeah, yeah, yeah. When we signed with Stasic Records, um, we had never met anybody from the label, and our manager at the time was the one who kind of put it together. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was Modern Empire Management, actually, at the time. Right. And there was a, a lot of cool bands that were working with them, so you know when they reached out to us, it was a no-brainer. And they kind of put the whole Stasic Records thing together. And from that point on, like not like a power shift, but I just kind of felt like creative control got kind of like held above the graders head in a way where a lot of the people we were working with like felt like they wanted mm. to mold us into a particular vision or whatever that they had interesting for but you know it's important to keep in mind and i said this repeatedly um but like we've done everything ourselves you know we've recorded all of our releases ourselves mm-hmm. we've booked all our own show uh, all our own shows um you know we had a really close friend book a tour until we had an agent so like everything was very DIY yeah. and we got signed doing DIY, like everything on our own. And then as soon as we got signed, it was like, I didn't get to make decisions for my own band anymore, which was definitely frustrating. And, um, we were pair, we, we were told like we were going to be doing, uh, they wanted like an eight track EP. So mm-hmm. we wrote like, uh, I think 10 or 11 songs for an eight track EP. That was going to be burn you burn. Week. We always try to go into the studio, like with more than we need. Right. And um, coming out of it, uh, like we were in the studio and they were like, oh, we actually like need a full length. And we were like, well, we didn't we didn't really like write enough, but it just ended up being that way. You know what I mean? We just had to make it work. Gotcha. And we really wanted to do it on our own. Like we had done everything else on our own and we wanted to send it out to get it mixed. And we were kind of like told, like, no, you're going to go do it with Shane Frisbee. And Shane's an awesome guy, and he's a super awesome producer, and he, like, kills it. But in the end, I felt like ultimately it wasn't um, – it just wasn't the best match for the band. And it doesn't really have anything to say about, you know, Shane's skill as a producer or yeah. anything like that because he's done some of my favorite albums, and he's done some killer mixes. But I just felt like it just wasn't necessarily the best fit, and it wasn't, like, what I had envisioned for the band. And, like, the yeah. songs on the record, like, Fang, I love Spirit Bombs' song. Like, I feel like the songs are awesome, but the record, as, like, when you're listening to it, it's just, like, kind of falls short of what I envisioned for the band. You mean production-wise or flow-wise or just? Um, kind of, like, just everything. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, we didn't get to do live drums on the record, and that was, like, kind of, like, an iffy thing for me. I just kind of felt like if because of the way we had to do the record why couldn't we just do it ourselves you know what i mean so we'll fast forward a little bit we do the album release tour with born anew and it goes a lot better than we had expected considering outside circumstances and Mm -hmm. i was like okay this is actually not that bad and but then you know after that tour finished we kind of like chilled and we were thinking about you know getting in the flow of like touring more regularly but we really weren't feeling too confident about the record. And it was like, how can we oh, like, man, yeah. how can we tour like regularly throughout this year when we like don't even really like what the product that we're trying to sell? 
So that was what led to us like kind of having a more low key year. We only did a couple weekend runs. We've, we've been like a moderately active band as far as touring goes, but um, 2019 was definitely the year that we slowed down a little bit and kind of like readjusted. That's when Carl joined the band. And that was also when Ryan left the band. So there was yeah. a lot of just uh, shifts in dynamics that we had to get used to that we weren't ready for. And that was the moment where, so we played So What Fest, Carl joined the band, and Ryan left the band, and we had some downtime. You know, there's nothing on the plate, really, that we're, like, setting our sights on. And we were just like, let's just do some songs. Let's just do some songs the way we want to do them, with who we want to do them with. And right. I remember being, we were at So What Fest, and that was when I got to meet everybody from Stay Sick. And Mike Milford, um, right. shout out, my fucking boy. <laughs> Uh, day two, like the day after we played, he and I were like sitting at the stay sick tent. They were doing like a meet and greet or whatever. And, uh, I was just kind of chilling out there with him talking. And he was like, yeah, dude, like you guys are fucking sick. Like I didn't, I thought you were like band type A, but then I saw you yesterday and you're actually band type B. And I like, I didn't know that. And I was like, yeah, man, like I know we haven't like met not for nothing, but like everything we've done up until this point was like on our own accord like we put it in place and then we started this relationship and like then we started doing things like you like your way which i totally understand you wanting it to be that way but if this is going to continue and if we're going to continue like this like record deal this relationship you got to let us do things like our way and like let us finish out our vision and then and then you guys can fucking like do whatever you want with it you know what i mean like you can make it pop or whatever, but it's got to be done our way, or it's just not going to work, because we're not the type of people that can just, like, fit into a mold, like, we've always kind of done things our own way, we've always kind of, I feel like, gone against the current in regards to, like, what's the most popular with, like, current style choices in metalcore and whatnot, Mm -hmm. and, yeah, we've just, like, always done things our way, so I was like, dude, let's just be real, like, this album is, like, not what either of us thought it was going to be, like, the band nor the label, like, expectations fell short, and it is what it is, like, we can point fingers or, you know, create excuses all we want, but it's like, what are we going to do from here? And I said to him, I was like, dude, let me go, let me go do, like, two songs, two songs, like, exactly how I want to do them, who I want to do them with, and let's just see what happens, and if it's sick, like, let's keep this going, and if not, then maybe it just wasn't meant to be, and he was like, no, like, I can do that, like, we can make that happen, so... Um, hit up Matt Guglielmo, who uh, works down at uh, Bellevue, New Jersey, the studio uh, that Will Putney runs, Graphic Nature. Uh, Matt's yep. mixing out of there. And he had done some singles for Downswing and uh, just a ton of bands that we're friends with and look up to have done awesome records down there. So we were like, it's a no-brainer. Um, Ethan Harrison from Great American Ghost was managing us for a short time. Oh, cool. And he... He kind of put it together where he got us set up to do the two singles there. And it was like, love at first chunk, dude. Like, Matt, a nasty drummer. Um, he's done tours with Spite, the Acacia Strain, mm. Straight from the Path. And I think, you know, the the best part of Degrader is our drummer. I think our drums, like, really glue everything together. And that was the first time we ever got to do live drums on tracks and getting to see Josh like play on the drums with the input from a drummer producer was like, like they were just going back and forth trading ideas. And, um, 
Ouroboros was actually like just meant to be like a set intro that I wrote for the oh. brand new Burn <laughs> release tour. Yeah. And then it just it like turned into a full song over time. And uh, I was like, this is fucking dope. <laughs> we were in the studio and everything was like coming together. And also, dude, I don't know if you've ever, have you ever been there to Graphic Nature? No, I've never been. No. Dude, I, I like nicknamed it Metalcore HQ because <laughs> it is. <laughs> Yeah, that that is. I mean, that is definitely the spot that I would go if you know when whenever we would go to a studio. You know, you need to. Um, Yeah, because I mean, we record everything ourselves, like just in Adam's basement, and then we send it out to Lance Prince, who does like Alpha Wolf and Polaris, and he mixes it and stuff. He's a fire producer too. Yeah, he he's. I mean, he is so good. I just wish you know we could be in like a you know a studio with him, but you know Australia, you know, kind of some some logistical challenges there. Coming from a band where we kind of operate the same way, like very DIY, let me tell you that there was nothing more game changing than being in the studio with oh, a producer. Yeah, I'm he sure. Looked me in the, he looked me in the eyes, bro, and he goes, Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> no, and dude, I say it all the time. Like, the, I want that. And I say that I say that to the guys dude, in my band all the time. He goes, Yeah, that is bad. <laughs> and your heart, dude, the first, so the first two days, we just did a new full length album. And uh, the first two days were all like pre pro days. We went in with a lot of material between me and Carl. And Jay also wrote a couple tracks. And we were like very equipped and ready to do a full length album this time around. We were very prepared. Yeah. And I remember. Um, I forget what band it was. I feel like some band was in the studio, and this is like right at the beginning of like lockdown quarantine, so we weren't allowed in yeah. at the same time as the other band. So we did the pre-pro at Matt's house, and he has a really nice setup there. So I mean, it's not like it was a big deal or weird or anything, but we're going like through every track and um, trying like we wrote more songs than we needed for the record, so we're trying to narrow down like our picks and like. I forget what it was, but like we straight up like started arguing over the drums on this one track. Because <laughs> Jay has like a very like linear drum style, but he's always in the pocket. But it's kind of like particular, and like we obviously don't do live drums for like our demos and stuff. Like I program it all, mm. and I feel like some things just don't translate very well on the program drums versus you know the actual right. drummer behind okay. the kit. Yeah, and like he like looked at me and he goes, "Yeah, that is stupid." That is stupid. You're not doing that. Yeah. And we all like looked at each other like, <laughs> yo, there was some moments where like I had to be like, I'm leaving the room. I'm like pissed. I'm pissed off. But that's we were, good like, though. I mean, the resistance though is good though because it, it makes the final the product image, better. It does. It did. It did. We were like fighting each other straight up over like which songs are going on the record, which parts are good, what needed to change, like. It's like, what's wrong with my song? What's wrong with my song, bro? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I've said that to, to my guys too. I'm like, you know, if, you know, I'll, 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 you know, whenever, if we do get signed, I, I would definitely go into a studio like that, like a higher level studio. Just because, I mean, cost wise as a DIY band, I mean, we got kids, you know? <laughs> yeah. I it would <laughs> be pricey, but no. Being for, taken care of is nice. Yeah. It is nice. Yeah, sure. no, and, and that's an and that's great, and, and I'm glad that you guys are obviously using that to a gr- good advantage going to a, a studio such as that one. But uh, I say to my guys all the time, I'm like, you know, like it's nice doing this all ourselves, but we're in our own echo chamber. You know, we listen to these you songs totally fifty thousand times. You don't even realize it. You don't even realize it until you have that like. And here's the thing: is like we've worked with other people, but it wasn't until it was like Matt 
like yeah. in particular to look at us and be like, dude, that is not it. Yeah. Be like, Dude, I I say all maybe the time. Right. Like, I, maybe that isn't it. I say all the time. I want somebody to tell me what I'm doing sucks because like if I'm doing it right, if I'm doing it right on the first time, it it's just not. I don't believe that it's right on the first try. I just don't. I've I, I've I've convinced myself that it's just not possible for right. what I'm doing because like even when I send our stuff, well, well, Adam he sends it off to to Lance to uh, you know be mixed and mastered. I'm like, just let me know. The vocals okay. <laughs> Well, this one, right? (laughs) Like, I just need anything. Just give me something. He's like, no, takes are good. And I'm like, I don't believe you. (laughs) So literally be in the booth, record. Dude, I also have always recorded all my vocals on my own. And so working, like, with producers, obviously. And so, like, belt something out and have the dude be like, nah, it's trash. You need to do that again. (laughs) You feel like you got the headphones on. You're like, And you're just like, yeah. yeah. And he's like, no. And you're like, fuck. Yeah, straight up, dude. <laughs> straight up. Yeah. And also, it can be, dude, from singer to singer, it's hard work to do an album, dude. Oh, I, I've never done an album, obviously. Dude, but it's hard. Yeah. Dude, yo, we were there. We were there. You know what I mean? We were there for two weeks. You got to do it. I, I, exactly. We would wake <laughs> up every day at like 9 o'clock, go get coffee, go to the studio, clock in. And then like the earliest that we ever left the studio was 11 o'clock. Oh one my time. god! One time we left eleven o'clock. We were like, "All right, early night." Like, please, please, early night. Yeah, because I mean, the voice can only go for so long. But I mean, if you're there for that long, you're taking breaks. You're, you know, you're doing your thing. I had and then... to do like two songs a day, starting like half a week into it. So I was doing Damn. two songs. Like I, I was just doing vocals every single day. And then obviously, like I play like a heavy part in the writing of Degrader in general. So I was in the control room, like most of the time yeah like doing something you know what i mean whether it's just input you know dialing tone Mm. for dude that was another cool thing was like everything that degrader has done has been super like polished and Mm. processed and this is the first time that we got to be organic and work with like real amps real drums oh wow dude there was one day that we like dedicated like hours just going through like a cabinet of like pedals and effects and doing different like lead tones and like different effects throughout the album. Like that was one of my favorite days because we came up with like some shit I'd never even like, I didn't even know a guitar could sound that way. You know what I mean? (laughs) Some shit that just sounds like keyboards and like, like literally the record that we're about to put out is everything that I have envisioned for degrader since I joined the band back when I was like fucking 19. Yeah, well, that's so. awesome. Yeah, no, because I was going to say, because uh, I know that you guys, obviously, you, you know, you've been a little quiet. I, I looked at your Instagram. You haven't posted, I think, since like August 26th. You know, obviously, that's the marker for an active band these days is the last time you posted on Instagram. But, yeah, right. Uh, uh, but so is that what so kind of what you guys are doing? I mean, you got the record done. You're just kind of like, you know, just waiting. Not like waiting it out, obviously, but, you know, just like kind of like, all right, we'll just going to just going to be a little mum for a little while and then considering how the last record went something that was very uh important to us this time around was being in complete control of the release so the record has been done for like quite some time we went we went to the studio in may yeah i think in may for two weeks and it's been done since like june oh wow we're in november now um like i said we just want like the last time when we did burn your broom we 
we didn't even have the full record back when we dropped the first single, which I was okay. like, a, you know, not very typical, you know what I mean? But it was like a situation where we wanted to just get a song out. But this time I was like, no, we need to have everything. We need to have all the music videos, all the records. You want everything so that we can schedule everything. it perfectly. Cause exactly. Yeah. I've been the band for so long. And obviously like when you're younger, you have these like you know you have dreams and aspirations to be in this huge band playing <laughs> like everybody does you know what I mean that's where you're at that's why we get into it right but as I you know grown and things have happened over time you know, I've made some right cho- choices I've made some wrong choices and I've adapted to situations and, yeah. and now I just, I'm just kind of just in it for myself mm-hmm. you know what I mean being yeah. an art for so long trying to appease other people and trying to create yeah. a fan base. This record was really just all about me putting myself out there for my own sake. And just, you know, as a band, we've been a band for so long. The Greater has been an entity. Um, like, like almost 10, oh, wow. Like almost 10 oh, ten, oh, wow. Okay. Almost. Yeah. The Greater oh, wow. the first track. Either in 2012 or 2013. Yeah, I was gonna say I thought that I had saw like 2013 was like the first track or something like that. I think like August or October. I wasn't even in the band when the first track dropped. Uh, fun fact: I'm like technically not an original member. Yeah, because you played guitar at first, correct? I did for a long time, dude. So I joined the Greater like my senior year. I was like 18, turning 19. Oh wow. Uh, <laughs> Jay, the drummer, he was in it before me. Yeah. We were in a band together before that. We were in this band called All Wear Your Crown. Like kind of like, you know, my first band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole like like VFW show thing. You know, we went for it, you know, it was fun. Yeah. And uh I ended up leaving that band, just kind of like done with it. And Jay ended up joining the Greater. And we were still like really good friends. Uh we became like everybody from that band that I was in with for the first time you know we're still good friends and you know jay was the one that i stayed the closest with you know we played video games together and shit and i remember him hitting me up he's like dude the greater like asked me to come try out i was like that's fucking dope because at the time like they dropped that one track reflection and it was like damn this band is heavy they were the first like really heavy band yeah in the air i remember that was when like metalcore start started yeah Mm -hmm. you know what i mean before like traders or like anything like that had like kind of come to fru- fruition, fruition, whatever the word is. Yeah, fruition. Yeah, you got it. You got it. So, Jay joined the band. He was only sixteen at the time. Can you oh believe that? That's how, that's how nasty that kid is. That's how nasty he is. Yeah. And he was like, "Yo, the guitarist, like the other guitarist, like never shows up. Like you should probably just come with me. Like I'll pick you up. Just come to practice." And lo and behold, that dude didn't come that day. And I remember joking with the dudes in the band at the time, being like, dude, I'm about to join this band. And they were like, no way, Liam, no way. <laughs> not, not a chance, because I was such a punisher back then. I was so annoying, dude. Like, <laughs> Twenty. T- I'm annoying now, but I was like 20 times more annoying back then. But I was like, nah, two weeks, I'm going to be in this band. And yo, it happened. It just... Came together like that, and after time went on, you know, the dudes who had started Degrader got a little older. Their, you know, what was important to them in life kind of changed. And I keep in touch with all those dudes, like all the original members, like they're still my fucking boys. Like 
they've all heard the new record like anything degrader like they're the first to know yeah they're still good friends and i remember uh we dropped our first ep and that was like the first time for me that like people gave a fuck about like what i was doing musically like i remember the first time we played a show and it was like packed out and like up until that moment like anytime someone was at a show watching my band they were making fun of me <laughs> so, yeah they were just clowning me so i remember like looking back at jay and being like dude they fuck with us they fuck with us <laughs> such a dope moment I, so we called a band meeting me and jay and we're like yo we are we're on to something here like there's something going on here like people are into it yeah so we need to start touring and it was just kind of a situation where that that went that window of opportunity had like passed by some of the other dudes. Jerry, um, the dude who kind of really started it all, he was like, "Nah, I kind of like have like, you know, I want to marry my girlfriend and like take my job a little more seriously." So the number one rule was like we were allowed to continue degrader, but it had to be degrader. You know what I mean? Like all the old, all the dudes that started the band, they're like, "You need to continue to be degrader." Because there's a point in time where we're going to change the name and like rebrand everything. Oh, and interesting. They were like, fuck no, don't do that. Oh, like, interesting. And like make it be what we've dreamed for it to be. And uh, the like last really cool thing we got to do with that lineup when I was playing guitars, we played Warp Tour. And that was fucking dope. We played, uh, we played like an uncontested set. I don't know if that was intentional or not, but like our, our slot at Warp Tour no one else was playing oh no one no one one that would like contest us you know what i mean like other bands were playing obviously but no one that was nothing in that genre so to speak yeah we were the only metalcore band at the time i think volumes was playing but like i think it was right when mike Barr left the band so the interest in that band kind of dipped a little bit yeah dude that was the most people i ever played in front of no not the most, but that was like top five most I've Jeez. ever played in front of. That was the moment where I was like, I'm doing something right here. Like, I'm not just wasting my time. Like, this is like, people are into this. Yeah, and I think, well, I wanted to say, I, you, you, going back to the punishing thing, it's not, I, I don't like to call it annoying. It's persistence. But, uh, but. I mean, it's their own. I'm pretty fucking annoying, dude. I don't have any problem. Well, hey, I'm sure there are some people out there that I, uh, I, really I probably like think I'm annoying. Sure, either, dude. Just to, just so we're being fucking crystal clear. Yeah. That was fucking bogus, dude. Yeah. No, like, I. Oh, man, we're gonna like ridicule people for being interested. Like, fuck you, dude. Like. Yeah, right. I exactly. Call, I would never call someone who's like into my band a punisher. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I totally. Yeah. I mean, with what us doing. Go ahead. Those, what the fuck would you be without those type of people supporting you, dude? That's what you need to thrive. You need yeah. people like just like borderline, like will do anything to see you succeed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, look at a lot of these bands, some people have like mastered the art of like consumer data, and like I know some bands that like have like email lists of like the top ten percentile of people that are like guaranteed to buy something when they post it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you need those people that are so diehard for your band to succeed. Oh yeah, absolutely. Especially in this band. genre. For sure. Cause it's so niche and underground and like it only thrives through community and like people giving a fuck. 
You know what I mean? It's not like some shit where you can just get like placed, like like on some pop star shit. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't work that way, and it never exactly. Will. Yeah, no, it's interesting. You know, when we started doing like the, the, the reaction video kind of stuff, I thought, you know, maybe other bands will kind of think that we're kind of lame, you know. Or, you no, know, dude, but I they, have, they love that shit. I have a strong opinion about you guys doing that. I think it's really fucking cool. One thing that I've noticed throughout this like pandemic and whatnot is um, a lot of bands have like made the effort to transition into like this new internet, like, uh, content creator, right? Like you're not a band. Like True Shot isn't a band to me anymore. It's it's, <laughs> it's content. You know, I mean, you got the podcast. Yeah, you got your reaction videos. You got your YouTube, and then you have your band on the side. You know what I mean? Well, not even on the side. Like that's the focus. No, I know like, what you're saying though. And guys like, yeah. are like multi. Like Degrader has made no attempt to do that. Like it's not in our interest, which is fine. I think some people are better suited for it than others. Like yeah. the Great American Ghost, Ethan has been doing the like E1 podcast. Yeah, the, I saw that. I think that shit is like super fucking cool. I just like have no idea how a degrader would do something like that because we're not the most like personality type band. We're more like for me, if there's no live aspect to it, I don't even fucking care. Yeah, it, it's interesting. It's an interesting dynamic because it, it's funny that you say it. Because, like, I, I thought at first, uh, you know, like I said, at first I thought, you know, people would think it was weird. But then all of a sudden, you know, Ronnie Radke's checking out Paradigm on his stream. And I'm just like, what the fuck? No, you guys are doing everything right right now. Yeah, well, having, go ahead. I was having a conversation with my cousin um, who's uh, very into guitar music, but different side of the world in regards to those things. And we were just kind of talking about covid and music in general and the industry and you know where it's headed and we both kind of agreed that like the future like let's assume that like shit never goes back to any right. sort of i think like that yeah. which is i mean if we're being honest with the, with each other that's how i feel it's going to be it's unfortunate but like i don't imagine like america like putting themselves in like unless there's like a, a nationwide like vaccine that's super successful we're yeah, gonna be right i don't it, it's it, it, yeah Go ahead, so keep, that continue. Said, who's gonna like as far as like music and entertainment goes, who's gonna succeed from this point on? It's gonna be the people that can one, people that own their masters. So we're off that list automatically. <laughs> anybody anybody who's unsigned that owns their own music and has the power to like produce themselves, they are going to like surpass everybody because they don't need anybody's clearance to do anything. They can you know, produce at the rate that they want to produce. And then number two, anybody that can produce any sort of like live performance in this time. So like Fifer King just did their like yeah. album release show. Like that shit is going to succeed big time right, right now. And then number three is anybody that can provide any sort of like third party content yeah. that like provides any sort of like viewership. So like a podcast. I've been trying to do like my Twitch stream here and there. Yeah. Like things things like that. Like shit that like gives personality to your band yeah and like kind of like like i feel like true shot is like a band where like you guys are starting to like personify each single member of your band with their own personality and contribution to the band whereas like degrader to me is just like an entity it's just degrader you know what i mean and people don't necessarily think about it as ryan brian jo josh and and liam you know what i mean but more just degrader. yeah so we're, just, we're just a music thing and no, but I, 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 you know, it, 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 it's tough because we, 
it, it got, I will admit that it did get to a point where we were kind of like, man, do we really want to be like the reaction band? You know, like, but, but I was like, you know what? Like I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? Who gives a shit? We're in the entertainment, we're in the dude. entertainment that's business. What I'm There's no, dude, anybody that's going to fucking tell you how to do you doesn't know shit about you. <laughs> yeah. And that I mean, was the biggest issue that we had for the greater as a band was as soon as someone else started to tell us how to be us. Yeah, we stopped progressing. We stopped going. We were yeah. the greater literally since I joined has been steady incline until that point. We just plateaued. Yeah, and other people making decisions for us. I was like, "Yo, you are not us. Yeah, you don't know how to be us. Right? You don't know what we want to be. Exactly. You don't know how to become what we want to be. Only right. we know that. We've been doing everything our own way, and we've seen all the success we've seen because we've done it our own way. Right? Why would you? Why would you change that for any reason? Yeah. And I, Granted, and, there are definitely examples of people who just like no. You know what I mean? You got your masterminds in the industry who just like put shit together and it just goes like that. Yeah. But it, but it doesn't work for everybody, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, you know, because I, I initially, I came up with the reaction idea because I was sitting there and, you know. That shit is dope. Who else is doing that? Well, exactly. That's what I, because I like reaction. Like, I watch them to begin with. Like, I don't know why. I don't know what it is about them. them too. Yeah, they're just, them too. they're just entertaining, uh, you know, but. I was sitting there and I'm like, okay, one, I was thinking, one, I don't know a band that's doing this, you know? And two, I'm like, because this is my, my first band ever. I've never been in a band besides True Shot. Really? This I've, is the only band you've ever been in? The only band. I never, I never even attempted high uh, screams Dude, or anything. locked any, in. Yeah. locked in. Yeah. So, I, I, yeah, it, it's like a full steam ahead. But uh, I, and I'm sitting there, and I think the one thing that I will say that benefited me from coming into it later, yeah, because I was 25 when I first started the band, and that's uh, crazy to me. Yeah, you've never been in a band, so like, how old are you now? I'm 20. I'll be 28 next in January. That's fucking insane to me, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I joined my first band when I was like fucking 16. Yeah, I just I never did. I was always right. kind of like I shy. wish I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was always. I, wish I could skip all that shit. Bro. Uh, well, I will. I mean, I do look back and I see like my. Man, you were never in a band that was like covering Attack Attack in the garage never. or some shit. Never, <laughs> never. <laughs> bro, that was us. That was. I love that. When we were like fucking, damn, dude, we were young as fuck, dude. Yeah. I remember, I remember meeting Jay, the kid who's playing drums for good. I met him. I was like sixteen. He was fourteen. The first Damn. day we ever had practice together, I remember like wrote a crappy little song and and I like did it with like to have like a Casio keyboard. <laughs> I did like the drums on the Casio keyboard. That's did, awesome. Like, I, dude, I had like a little like eight track app on my eye on my iTouch. Oh damn! I, like, it was so shot. I did like the drums on the keyboard. And then I would do a guitar track. And I remember sending it to Jay and be like, "Dude, try to like learn this if you can." And I walked, dude. He used to live, uh, so I live in Pembroke, which is in the South Shore. Yeah. Um, and he lived in this town called Hanover, which is like 15 minutes from me. Yep. So, yo, he had like a fucking like uh, a garage that was really like a barn type shape. I think like Fortnite barn. You know what <laughs> I mean? Yeah. And uh, we would practice in the attic of the barn. In the winter, it was super cold. And in the summer, it was super hot. Mm. <laughs> and I remember like the first day I showed up, like this kid did not talk. And he just, like, didn't say shit. That's funny. And I was like, 
join the song. I'm like, all right, let's let's give it a go. And he just like plays it like way better than I like. Oh shit! And, like, dude, I was like, dude, whatever I do in music, this kid needs to be a part of it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it it yeah, it's crazy, man. But it, but yeah, so I, I mean, essentially, I wanted to talk to you about this too, and that what I was saying before kind of ties into this. I, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, listen, we're just another local band at this point. I'm like, how the fuck can we make people give a shit about us? You know, mm-hmm. like, like, because I think that that is something from the outside looking in that I think a lot of local bands, I can speak because, you know, we are one technically, mm-hmm. that, that, that they, they, they don't really think of like, what what is going to make somebody give a shit about what we're doing? You know what I mean? And that And that's... That's kind of like what I thought about, like with the the reaction videos. But anyways, I wanted to get into that with you about uh, kind of your take on our local scenes. I've never been able to really talk about this with anybody because, um, like, I feel like um, you know, for us, you know, we're never really like discussed in a local scene sense, and I'm fine with that. And I and I mm-hmm. get it, and I get it. You know what I mean? Um, you know, uh, we're not really part of it in a lot of ways. Right. I guess I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I have a lot of different thoughts on this so for starters let's establish first and foremost that like the scene yeah as a whole is like an internet-based community right where a lot of people are interacting via twitter facebook whatever have you um and i feel that that is where a majority of local hype for bands is generated right um you'll notice and this applies to like local scenes everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. It's not just here. Having toured a lot and meeting a lot of people, like I know so many people in certain areas that I like know their scene in a sense. You okay. Know what I mean? When you tour frequently enough and you meet enough people and you kind of like wedge your way in their friend groups, you kind of understand that it, it it's it works the same way everywhere. Right. Where you know you have your friend groups. And someone within the friend group starts a band of some sort, and yeah. everybody in the friend group supports the band regardless of what they sound like, and the band gets bigger because, you know, they're accepted within the community. You're right. And um, not that I have anything against the scene mentality because I, I, you know, was very active in the scene for a long point. Right. And I think that that definitely um, contributed to the greater success. We were very involved with the scene. Gotcha. And trying to curate, um, you know, scene acceptance. <laughs> you hear that? My bad. <laughs> no, my it's all good. Um, <laughs> Bro, I was surprised. I was surprised I haven't heard my cat meowing yet. This cat is a loudmouth. Oh, he's gonna go to the bathroom. I gotta get him one right. second. Yeah, no, no worries. <laughs> I've got Curtis. <laughs> What's up, Curtis? He's a good guy. I love the um, I love the way that dog looks plus the name Curtis. I don't, I don't know why. It's just dude, we do human names. I just I love it. <laughs> it gives them a little more personality than they would <laughs> So yeah, so um, I would feel I, I feel like lately within the past two years I've like kind of like distanced myself from that type of like from the scene. 
Gotcha. Only because um, I feel that a lot of like what is like like I said earlier, a lot of like what is popular is like kind of curated. Uh huh. And as far as like getting people to give a fuck about your bands, um, there's like two ways to do that. And one is to either just like kind of be on the in crowd. Um, mm. I've seen it time and time again, like a different band from wherever in the country, you know, gets a ridiculous amount of hype because they have the right people in the band, right. friends with the right people, and the band's fucking dog shit. It happens all the time. So, mm-hmm. I mean, but I mean, you could spend your time being fucking bitter over that and be like, why doesn't people right, right. fucking my band? Or you could just like literally just put something good out. That's the best way to yeah. That's the best way to get people to fuck with your band is just put something fucking good out. Like, yeah. So many people. I've been in this shit for so long, and 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 listen, I know where I'm at either. Like, I'm not like trying to like gloat like I'm like some higher up on doing these like big fat ass tours. I just mean more in the sense that like I have seen how people interact with each other. Right. In terms of scene community, both from mm-hmm. showgoer and from band member standpoint. So many people get fucking hung up over like, why did this band get this show and not us? Right. Why did this right. band get this tour and not us, bro? Because you haven't fucking put anything good out. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> Straight That's up, man. Fucking yeah. why. And it was like that for us. We hadn't put anything out at one point where we were getting, you know, good opportunities. Until exactly. We did. Right. The best. The best way to get people to give a fuck is to just put something out that people would give a fuck about. You know what I mean? Dude, perfect. perfect it's easier yeah. said than done. You can never predict like what people are going to be into or like what yeah. they're going to fucking get down to. But you know, you yeah. just gotta kind of do things your own way. And if people are into it, they're into it. And if they're not, well, I don't know. It, yeah, it, 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 I'm at a point personally where it doesn't even fucking matter to me if people are into what Degrader is doing or exactly. not. Exactly. Like I said, with this last record that we just did, like it was for me to be able to go. Like I look back at that record, and I'm like, damn, there is not a single thing I could change. I wouldn't change the experience everyone went through while we were making it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't change a single note on the whole record. You know what damn. I mean? I look back at that, and I'm like, damn, I went in and I did it, and yeah. that was what I wanted. And if people fuck with it, that's cool. And if they don't, it doesn't matter because I fuck with it. You know right. I mean? Yeah. I mean, if you if you feel the best that you possibly can about it, there's nothing more you can really do. You know, the, 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 I mean, that's really what it, I mean. What mm-hmm. can you do? Um, Especially considering like this, the like current status of the world outside us, where there's like no guarantee that we're ever going to get to return to the shit. I know. You know what I mean? I why know. are you going to get Why are you going to get so hung up on other people's opinions at a time like this? It just right. doesn't make any sense to me. I'm just like. I've been doing it for so long that I'm just happy that I get to keep doing it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there was definitely moments in time where it could have ended or, you know, could have been pulled from me or we could have called it quits. And, right. you know, we saw through a lot of those moments and especially me, Ryan and Jay, who have been kind of the core of the band for the past like five plus years, mm-hmm. really been through a lot together. And I think a lot of the hardships that we faced together have like kind of brought us close together as a band. And uh, have made it enjoyable. I can say that, like, even though we haven't really gotten to play shows much this year, we did do a tour this year um, mm. with Dead Culture. Yeah, that, dude, that to- that tour that we did, I went into that tour like like we hadn't done anything. You know what I mean? Like that whole year, and then I was like, we need to just we need to tour. We need to show the world that a greater like 
<laughs> we're, in, we're in this bitch right now, you know what I mean? And I went into that tour with like the lowest expectations, thinking I was going to play to nobody every night. And it was fucking lit. Damn. It was fucking so sick. I was blown away by the turnout of every show, minus like one or two duds. We played Super Bowl Sunday. That show sucked. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. That was like the only show that like sucked. Yeah. I mean, every I- other show, I was like, this is why, where are these people coming from? Like, Degrader is in this bitch. That's yeah. how I felt, dude. And then we, we gained back from that tour. And we fucking, then I saw you like a week after that tour. <laughs> and then COVID hit and we did a record. And despite all that, like, this has been the best year of being in Degrader. Like, I'm so excited about the bands and, like, I'm excited about our record. I'm excited about all our music videos. And, like, I think we're, I think we're on the cusp of something cool. Yeah, I'm stoked to check. I'm stoked, man. Like, cause like I said, I didn't really know what you guys were up to. I know that you put out those two tracks. I was like, huh, I wonder. Uh, that's what I was most interested as in talking as, to you like, about. Social media presence goes. I'm such a firm believer in like we'll say something when we have something to say. Yeah. Like, a lot of bands are like very like we need to post every couple days or so like to keep people active on our social media like. Like I've said, a lot of bands have adjusted really well to the COVID era and like being internet bands. It's just not on my radar. Gotcha. Um, you'll hear from me when I need to tell you something. And I yeah. think that the next, yeah. when that time comes, I think people have a good reason to look our way. Yeah. I'll definitely show you something. I'll, I'll, uh, when we're done with this, I'll, I'll slide you a link. I'll let you get a track. All right. Yeah. I mean, if, you, if you'd like, yeah. No, I mean, I, uh, but I, I think I still I still think that that kind of thing is is cool though you know like the kind of you know the mystique of it all like I think that there, there's still something to that I think uh, at that point you know for us it would it would be kind of weird <laughs> but uh, but yeah you guys have been so active that if you just went cold turkey people would be like hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah and uh you know I, I i enjoy it but i like i do like the mystique thing you know like because like my favorite band is Amur, and i think frankie is probably the uh, epitome of uh mystique, of mystique he yeah is, dude like he did like the dude like uh, that dude is a cool dude <laughs> yeah I, he was the first episode on this podcast i was like really? I, I was like i'm starting this podcast off big i want that guy because uh I love Amur, and I think a lot of it has to do with, I think, just Frankie just being, like, you know, there's all, like, this, like, you know, he's not, like, posting on Twitter every five minutes, or, you know, he he's, like, very... He's a very, very low-key dude. Yeah, and it's very, it's interesting to me, because it's very different from who I am, so I think that that's... That, that's something that we've kind of adopted, adapted, um, so this new kid joined the band... Right before, right when Ryan left, mm-hmm. um, this new kid from New Jersey, Brian, ended up joining the band to play bass. Okay. And um, shortly after our most recent tour, like maybe a little bit after we were in the studio, uh, we parted ways with Carl. No hard feelings. He's just kind of focusing on Viridian. And oh, okay. Yep. On and we pulled Ryan back. But something that we've kind of adapted, like from Brian. Brian's a very like low key dude, and he's in another band called Indie Ghost, which is like kind of like one of those like, issues, like R and B metalcore type bands. Interesting. Okay. And they're super low key, so we've definitely kind of like adapted that like style from him, and something that like I've kind of been about. Uh, more recently, I deleted like my fucking Twitter, and I like barely post on my Instagram or Facebook anymore. I just like kind of. <laughs> 
Dude, I think this shit is so volatile. Man. Oh, it is, dude. It's so uh, fucking bad for my mental health. Like, it, I'm literally yeah. just like scrolling. I'm, I had to get off Twitter. I was like, this shit is bogus, dude. There's nothing on here. Like, I've never gone through Twitter and be like, this makes me feel good. <laughs> yeah, this is thought-provoking. Yeah, uh, right? This is fucking... Dude, it, it is. <laughs> it, it's, it, it's, it's, it's tough. But I was going to... So, with that, I mean... I know that you guys are obviously on a label. Are they cool with that? Like, cause you would think that they're kind of like, all right, you guys have got to make everybody stay engaged for as much as you can. And you got to look at the no, Instagram dude, analytics. Dude, and- I, I run all the social media accounts, so nobody gives a fuck. You know what I mean? Like everybody has a password. So if they want to post something, they're more than welcome to. It's just like, nobody cares. We just all feel the same way about it where it's like, there's no, like, it's not like people are foaming at the mouth for, to hear what the greater has to say. <laughs> Well, hopefully they will with the next uh, record. You know, I, I'm looking, we'll I'm looking forward to how you guys release it and structure it. I, 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 I find that stuff super interesting. Like, you know, like Acacia Strange just did like the most interesting release I've ever they seen. Did. Like, I will say this: it is a concept record. Like, it's a ah, whole, like, cool. An overarching concept to it, which cool. is something that I've never done before. As a writer, I was super pumped to do it this time around. That is um, really cool. So I think. We haven't even really dived into too deep about how we're going to release it, but I know that when we do, it's going to be very cool. All our videos are done, and like we're really just waiting on the artwork right now. So like, all oh, interesting. We're, we're in the home stretch right now before we start releasing it. I don't know if 2020 we'll see it. I feel like it'll be early 2021. Yeah. But I do know that when the rollout begins, if you care about the grader, you're going to be very interested, and if you've like, kind of been on the fence about the grader, you're going to be reeled in, I think. Yeah, no, um, I, I, uh, I'm stoked because, like I said, I mean, there are definitely some tracks I like more than others, but I mean, you guys have, you know, like that sound that I look for. I just, I love like that heavier side of metalcore, because, um, mm-hmm. like, I mean, it, just in my own band, we've cut, we've, we've toyed with it a little bit, but I believe me, if I, if I, if I knew how to play a guitar, this band would be fucking <laughs> down tuned nine string guitars. Dude, just dude, we've actually progressed away from that stuff on the newer record. Where, Interesting. You know, okay. All right. A lot of a lot of metalcore is very centered on like if it's down, if it's tuned low, it's heavy. Or like music is so much more dynamic than that. It's I true. Like, dude, you know who I think the heaviest band is? Who? Counterparts. Interesting. What do you think makes a band heavy? In your opinion, it, it, well, so I think that there's, I think that there's, I think for me, I think there's two sides to it. I think obviously one of it is sonically, just I mean, you hear it and you're like, oh, that's heavy. But also, I think the the other part of that is uh, the emotion that is like yes. evoked from, yes. yeah. That's why I think Counterparts is the heaviest band for both of those reasons. They have yeah. moments, and I don't think that like sonic heaviness necessarily means low and slow. No, I right. think it means like song structure and the way you build up a particular moment, yes. and the way you break down that moment, right? Because like the breakdown is yeah. a, the epitome of like boom, boom, yeah, on your fucking song. You know what I mean? I, it, so if you can combine the emotional, dude, I'm I'm a I'm a pretty emotional dude, and there have been a couple of times where I've seen some live bands and been like moved to tears. I remember watching Counterparts. I, I took my brother to go see them on one of the private room tours. Yep. And they were playing. I was like slowly moved to tears just being like, this is so good. Yeah. They're, they're really working the crowd. And like, I just feel 
awful. <laughs> <laughs> like as far as like emotions go, I just feel terrible. Like I just feel like every mistake I've ever made is weighing down on me. This is a very this is very introspective for me. But yeah, so I feel like we tried to consider that in the writing of the next record where like a lot of a lot of the heaviest moments on the record are lyrically driven because yeah. of the like overarching concept. And uh, I'm so excited for like people to like kind of get a glimpse of, of that because it's been it's been like been worked on. Yeah. For time. For time. Damn. And I kind of came up with the concept of the record like accidentally and then it just kind of stuck. And then the theme of the record and what the concept was about kind of came a little bit afterwards. And I was like, shit, I'm writing about this. I wish I could like be a little more descriptive to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it the details, but because we're not in the rollout phase yet, uh, I can't. But yeah, no, that'll be that'll be interesting. Yeah, no, because uh, you know, as much as I like the heavy, the 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 dun dun dun, it gets kind of boring after a Don't while. Don't fuck with that. <laughs> it, it gets. It's just like I right, like. Dude, on the low, people wouldn't expect this, but I feel like Cow Parts is the biggest influence for Degrader right now. Really? Okay. All but, right. dude, I could like point out like examples of where we've like ripped them off or like taken direct influence, but like, uh, dude, we we kind of just like a lot of bands, especially in our like scene and like realm of heavy music, a lot of bands have like adapted like the like slam hardcore type yeah. thing, but we've always like focused on the more like melodic type, uh, mm-hmm. like. My dream bands to tour with, dude. If I could pick three, yep. Like Monster Flame is number one. Okay, Easy. all right. Pepper King, number two. Yeah. And then Kubakan, just because it would be. Sick. Ooh, that would be sick. No, Fit for a King would be a good one. I'd say. Uh, <laughs> I uh, our band is very driven by. Uh, I know Adam loves August Burns Red, so. Um, dude, yeah. Yeah. Didn't that guy react to your Yeah, songs, yeah. So that's that, fucking dope. Yeah, dude. yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Crazy. So needless to say, when that happened, Adam was like, just like, just couldn't. He like was just lost for words. But uh, yeah. But nah, man. I think uh, I think I'm still. I, I mean, I am definitely stoked to see what you guys come up with. Um, I mean, I know that you go. I know that you want to get on Twitch, so I, I'll let you go here. Um, the one thing that I did want to ask you about before I get you out of here, though. Um, I kind of wanted to bring it up a little bit earlier, uh, but the the so I know that we were talking a little bit about if the world gets back to normal. What do you think about the shows going on? We're ripping gigs. Yeah. Let gigs be ripped, bro. Yeah. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well. Finish up. Oh, doing, I was right? gonna say, what do you what do you think about the gigs being ripped right now? Bro, fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. Um, I do think it's interesting, though, how, like, there's, like, a lot of people complaining that they can't play shows, but as, see- as soon as they see a show being played, they throw a fit. Um, I got gotcha. you. I- here's my ultimate opinion on this. Gotcha. Go. go. What fucking show are you going to play right now that's going to help you at all? Well, so that dude, literally, like, I was thinking about this earlier. I'm like, okay, just from a, a strictly, just like a business point of view, right? So, like, one, you want exposure or money or both. So, 
if you're playing a show right now, you're not getting exposure because who the hell is going to go? And two, you know these local bands ain't getting paid shit to play. So, like, what the fuck is the point? I don't know. I don't know, dude. I really don't. I really don't understand it, dude. <laughs> it's like, dude, it's like mad frustrating to be in a band that like is active most of the time and tours very frequently to see these bands playing shitty shows. Like, for what? Yeah. For what? I mean, no, one, no labels foaming at the mouth to sign you because you fucking played a show during quarantine, dude. Yeah, I mean, you you play it at an ice cream parlor behind plexiglass. <laughs> I mean, who the fuck gives a shit? You know what I mean? Like, with all due respect, I mean, you know, hey, you know, like, I mean, I get that, you know, some comedians are doing stuff, but they're getting fucking paid at least. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and like, you know. Dude, like I said earlier, I think the people that are going to dominate this pandemic time are people that can do live stream shows. Well, yeah. And like. Or like audio tree type sessions. Live yeah. studio sessions, dude. Right. That's just going to dominate right now. Yeah. And when you say live stream, you don't mean put the iPhone 11 on a stand and, and just rip an amp in half, uh, you know, because. No, but I've done that before. The <laughs> <laughs> greatest done that a time or two. Oh, man. But no, I just, I don't, because I mean, we haven't like toured or anything, but I will say, you know, like we, we, we have some opportunities that are kind of in the works, but it's, it, it, it's like, we got to wait for stuff to be, you know, sort of normal again and sure. I, it's just like when i see like bands like play i'm just like Dude, my brain i'm like what are you, like smoother every day over that I'm shit. Like, <laughs> i don't get it like there's literally no all, gain bro. none I, like the only gain is like lifting the amps like for ego uh, stroke bro. yeah like, I, for, oh. but even then it's like for i i, I but anyway I don't know. I could talk to you about that forever, but to each their own, bro. I mean, hey, but uh, all right, man. Listen, I'll let you get out of here. If you want to send me, your, you know, I'll check it. You know, the secret yeah, safe for me. I need, I you know what? I'll tell you what. Just so you feel better about it, I'll send you our track, so that all way right, you I'll know a single for a single. Yeah. I'll so take. just in case I leak yours to metal injection, you know, you can turn around and do the same. You know what I mean? But uh, <laughs> what's going on, lamb goat, bro? Oh no, not that comment section, bro. I'm sending yours there, but, uh, <laughs> but I, right, man, Liam, listen, man, I, I, I came into, I usually come to these interviews with notes prepared, just kind of like, but I came in cold and I just wanted to talk oh, to you. I knew we were going to have a good conversation. Dude, every podcast I've done up to this point has been like very like laid out what we're going to talk about. I knew our conversation was going to be very fluid and yeah, the it's just, it's just something about it, man. I, I mean, I know that we haven't really talked, talked before, but I just kind of got that, that feeling. I was like, you got know, charisma, baby, you know what it is. <laughs> but listen, man, uh, when, when, when this is kind of back to normal and we're not playing ice cream parlors behind plexiglass and people sitting 18 feet apart from each other, we got to play a show together. Okay. Hell yes. All right. Happen, my dude, I All right. Not an ice cream parlor though. I'm not playing. <laughs> no, fuck no, dude. No. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm talking about too. That's the funny part. <laughs> no, but uh, uh, but anyways, man, I'll uh, I'll talk to you later, yeah, and uh, I'll, I'll fire over that single to you. I want I want to hear your thoughts. Sure. I want to hear yours. On Facebook, I'll hit you with one of mine. I got you, bro. You take care, Liam from Degrader. Everybody, make sure Peace you check out, out their new record, new singles, everything when it comes out, and uh, be on the lookout for an Instagram post because you never know when it'll come. You never know. <laughs> Easy, Rich, dude. I'll talk to you soon, man. Peace, brother. Thank you so much for listening to the True Shot Guest Spot Podcast. If you've made it this far. 
We really, really appreciate you. And make sure you head on over to all the links in the description. Follow Liam, follow Degrader, and also follow True Shot Everywhere. And if you would like to support us and keep stuff like this going, you can join us on Patreon. The link will also be in the description as well. Thank you so much for watching, and we'll see you in the next one. Have a good one.